My pastor just made my day. I came from Holy Mass, and my pastor, Father Craig Friedley, who's uh, he's been in the military for 30 years, he said during the prayers of the faithful, he said, And I want to thank the Lord for the Supreme Court rendering a good decision and, uh, and, uh, and striking down those, <coughs> uh, what do you say, vaccinations. I mean, that was like, yes, he gets it. This is the Terry and Jesse show. We're going to have Christine Isles. She's going to give us an update, Terry. But I just want to just uh, tell everybody that we're on duty, ready to serve God. Amen. I'm, I'm excited to, to ask Christine some good questions. Uh, you want to do a, a uh, gospel before we start, Jess? I just want to mention the gospel real quick and before we get Christine on. Today's gospel at Holy Mass was Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. And in today's gospel, our Lord Jesus Christ heals a paralytic. Uh, here's the meat of it. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, Child, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there and asking themselves, Why does this man speak this way? He is blaspheming. Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus immediately knew in his mind that they were thinking to themselves, what they were thinking to themselves. So he said, Why are you thinking such things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, pick up your mat, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat, and go home. He rose up, picked up his mat at once, and went away in the sight of everyone. Now, what's important about today's Gospel at Holy Mass versus lay Catholics is this. This is the meat of it. The healing of the soul is more important than the healing of the body. Yep. That's what we see here. I'm going to repeat it again, and we'll go over to Christine. The healing of the soul is more important than the healing of the body. Our bodies are going to break down. Don't worry, you're going to get a new body at the resurrection. <laughs> That's why we pray at Holy Mass. In the Novus Order, right before you receive Holy Communion, we say, Lord, uh, I'm not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. That's why, Terry, you and me are, are daily in our program. We're on a soul patrol. You yep. got it. Go ahead, Jesse, to introduce Christine, what we're going we, to talk about. We've got Christine now as a, a great friend of the show, <laughs> a, a, a great beloved sister in Christ. Amen. And, uh, and, and somebody who I consider one of the high information oh, Catholics out there in the culture, yep. just putting out one piece of information after another that's relevant, that's important, and she's keeping abreast of what's going on. Christine, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Christine, I know you've got a degree in law, and you can tell by, uh, by uh, when I hear you talk a lot, I can see the lawyer in you coming out, that, that legal side of you. Yeah. But, but then again, what's beautiful is that you're also well-formed in the faith. So Absolutely. You're like, a, you're like a machine gun when, it, when, when you open your mouth because you've got that legal background, but you've got that also philosophical and theological background as well. So tell us, I seem to be happy about the Supreme Court's decision. To me, that's like 90% victory. Yeah. Uh, can you break it down for some layman's terms? What's the decision of the SCOTUS mean for the average American? Is it a victory? Yeah. Right. So first of all, there were two Supreme Court orders that came out yesterday. One, as you know, blocking Biden's, uh, Biden's vax mandate for employers, which would have affected about 80 million to 100 million Americans. But then you had another Supreme Court order on vaccine mandates for healthcare workers. And that actually went badly. They um, 
a five to four majority mm -hmm. said, nope, you let that VAX mandate go forward for healthcare workers. And that's going to affect about 10 million healthcare workers. So that's bad news. And you had um, Supreme Court Justice Chief Roberts, a so-called Catholic, and Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who's supposed to be one of the conservatives, joining in on that five to four ruling, you know, approving of the VAX mandate for healthcare workers. Something else we have to keep in mind is that these are not final rulings. These were just rulings on the preliminary injunction, meaning the temporary halt on the VAX mandate while it proceeds through litigation. It hasn't uh, completed all of its litigation yet, so it's not, not a final ruling. It's just about, do we temporarily halt this for now while it's being argued in the courts? So returning to the VAX mandate for employers, which would affect 80 to 100 million employees, um, again, the Supreme Court, in yes, it is a victory. Um, they granted the preliminary injunction, meaning they said, yes, halt this VAX mandate because we believe that this is not going to survive constitutional muster. They basically said OSHA doesn't have the authority to do this. And what's interesting is that the, the Biden White House actually shot itself in the foot <laughs> because the White House chief of staff, Ron Klain, several months ago, he tweeted that the, the OSHA VAX mandate, let me, let me quote him directly. He said, OSHA doing this VAX mandate as an emergency workplace safety rule is the ultimate workaround, the ultimate workaround for the federal government. I'm glad he said The Supreme that. Court took that tweet and they quoted it in their Supreme Court opinion. And they said, this is proof that you don't have the authority. You're working around awesome. the statutory authority. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so, um, that, that, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering how Ron Klain is feeling today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's not going to be White House chief of staff much longer. Can, you, this, can you imagine what his, bo his boss is saying, <laughs> unelected Keep Joe Biden, what, he, what he's telling him this morning? <laughs> So, so yeah, maybe he'll maybe he'll be he'll be out of a job by the end of the week. Yeah, I don't know. He's probably <laughs> or maybe play. he'll like lose access to. So, Christine, media. where is this going to go in the future? I mean, I know you're not a, a, a you know, you don't have a crystal ball, but what's your take right now? How is this going to be applied in the future for us guys that have small businesses and businesses that are over 100 employees? Well, for now, for any businesses that have over 100 employees, clearly, you know, they can't impose vax Good. mandates on any of them. And, you know, once this, this will ultimately come back to the Supreme Court. And at that moment, maybe months from now, maybe next year, that's when the Supreme Court will issue its final ruling on the merits. And I am all, I mean, I'm, I'm hundred percent guaranteed they are going to strike it down. Awesome. As Christine, unconstitutional. Christina, I think that tweet, like you said, not only is there a preponderance of evidence on our side, but I think that tweet is going to be the death knell for them again. As it re as it's litigated again. So let Absolutely. me ask you. Let me ask you. Give us a percentage. Was yesterday's decision ninety percent victory, ninety five percent victory for us patriots, conservatives, people of faith? Seventy five. Give us. Oh a gosh, I think it's ninety nine percent victory. Okay. okay. And because because I mean it, 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 you know, the whole thing is is like a a capsule of or a microcosm of exactly what Biden has been doing. The guy is a tyrant and he does not follow the rules. He worked around uh, the democratic process. I mean, this is what the Supreme Court was saying. This needs to go through Congress. It needs to go through the votes of the representatives and the senators. It has to go to the democratic process to be passed into law. You can't do this workaround through an agency by executive fiat. But, you know, as we know, Biden is a tyrannical dictator right. and he will abuse his power any chance he gets.
Christine, who are, for the purposes of the audience that don't know who the players are, who are the conservatives, who are the liberals, and who are the on the court in the court? Well, right now we have three diehard liberals. We've got Stephen Breyer, we've got uh, Elena Kagan, and then we've got Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Oh, Sotomayor is not considered the brightest bulb in the judicial <laughs> chandelier. <laughs> she, you know, she's the one who spread the COVID misinformation, yeah. saying there are 100,000 children on ventilators in hospitals. And even the CDC director had to come out and say, uh, no, it's closer to like 3,500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then if you remember the abortion case from a month ago, yes. she's out there, you know, uh, comparing fetuses to brain dead people. Oh, yeah. You know, if they're feeling pain and, and having, you know, stimulus and whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, she, she's just not she's right out there. Yeah. But then <laughs> yeah. the rest are considered conservative. But then again, Chief Justice um, uh, Roberts, yeah. he's really not. He's he's, he's considered like, yeah, flip flops right now. We're not even sure about Kavanaugh. The rest of them seem to be pretty solid. Uh, Alito, definitely Gorsuch, who's not a Catholic, he's Episcopalian, uh, but he seems to be more conservative than Kavanaugh or Roberts. And Thomas. Thomas is the best he's as the far best. as I'm concerned. I always he is say solid. Yeah. Solid, I, I solid. He, does. Yeah. he goes to daily mass just like, uh, well, anyhow, that's what I was told. Very devout. This is a very yes. on-fire Catholic man. Yes. To me, to me, to me all in all, let's just be honest, I think, to me, it's, I think President Trump's, his selections have moved us in the right direction. I'm not saying they're oh, yeah. perfect. Nobody's perfect. No. We're all sinners. But I think he's moved the country or the court in the right direction. What, is, what say you, Christine? You're, you're, you got the legal background. I agree. And something that a lot of people ignore, you know, don't realize is that the federal courts are so incredibly important for the future of our country. And it's not just the Supreme Court. Right. It's the federal appeals court, the federal district court, because that's where the vast majority of court cases are heard. Most court cases don't go to the Supreme Court. That's where they're decided. And so under Trump, he uh, appointed more federal judges than any other president in awesome. history. He actually flipped two circuits. Awesome. He flipped the 11th circuit to conserve from liberal to conservative, and he flipped the insane liberal ninth <laughs> circuit to conservative. That's Christine, a- I, I have to ask you before you leave, I, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on. I want to promote your investigation out in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Can you give us a little plug? I want people to know how to watch that. Sure. Right now, it's on the front of our site, mm-hmm. but uh, it's under my investigations. It's the latest spotlight investigation into the Wyoming monks. Everybody knows Mystic Monk Coffee. Yes, They're very course. popular, but people don't really understand what's going on behind monastery walls. There's homosexual grooming. Oh, there's physical violence, warped obedience. People aren't praying. I mean, it's very strange, but come watch it. It's called Spotlight uh, Counterfeit Carmel. And, Christine, we can't not stop about promoting the daily news report, I think it's at 4 o'clock your time uh, every day, Monday through Friday, you guys are doing a great job keeping us all informed. So thank you for Church Militant, and thanks for your commitment to Jesus and his church. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. God bless. Hey, up next, Dr. French is going to join us, and we're going to talk about the vaccine and what's going on with young children and how this is all fit, fits in and what about the latest. When is this vaccine? When is the When is this going to end? He has some comments on that. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back is right. We've got Dr. French here. He's been on our show several times. But he's an expert when it comes to medicine regarding the vaccines, what's happening with that. 
But before I introduce the good doctor, I want to ask him to tell our listeners a little bit of your own background of what you've been involved with for the last 30 or 40 years in the medical field. And then we're going to address some issues about the vaccine and also children and also um, the COVID. When's this going to end? So, Dr. French, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. We're honored to have you here. Dr. French. I can't hear him. Oh, turn on. Yeah. Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yep. Okay. So uh, thanks for having me on. And um, I'm a trained emergency physician Mm -hmm. and uh, was involved with the uh, run up to COVID in terms of getting the ERs uh, prepped uh, so we could handle the COVID patients in Mm -hmm. California. And then I manage uh, COVID patients across several states. Um, And uh, so very familiar with it. I also was in academics for a while. Uh, was a professor at Stanford and teach uh, medicine and hmm. uh, um, bio responses and all that uh, to medical students and residents. And then also uh, was uh, part of a health plan and was their chief medical officer and dealt with uh, pandemics and responses and wow. with disease management. So I kind of have a three sixty yeah. uh, five view on this. Uh, on this, so. Um, Well, then tell us what's going on because it seems, and I'm just going to throw this out and you can tell me I'm all wet, but it seems like with this uh, pandemic, so they call it, the COVID uh, issue, uh, that we're addressing it in a way that we've never addressed medicine in the past. And is that, am I onto something when I say that? Yeah. So I I go around giving talks about this because, um, you know, I've been following it since the very inception and I noticed early on that we weren't following the science like we normally do. Yeah. Uh, even though they were claiming we were following the science. So, mm. you know, early on, we didn't know. We thought, you know, everyone was going to die. And so we prepped for that. But then after, by the summertime, we realized that, you know, there were certain groups at risk, but we never talked about that. Mm. So it, you know, became very obvious to me that uh, we're actually in a spiritual battle. It's there a battle about uh, truth. It's a battle about truth. And, um, and unfortunately, the House of Medicine has been a casualty <laughs> in this battle of truth. We don't tell the truth anymore about um, what's the best response for COVID, what's, you know, what, what's the prevention, how do you treat. Yeah. Uh, and we've always, in the past, uh, wherever we've had pandemics, we've ever had a, an emergency, medical emergency, we've had debates. Debates are shut down. Um, uh, wow. doctors are threatened if they say, well, wait a minute, are we, are we sure this is the right path? I mean, uh, it's just, it's unprecedented. But again, we got to remember it's because it's a spiritual battle. The good news, Tell us. the good news yeah. is that Omicron is going to end this. And so it's God's gift to us. Uh, it's and, really and what do you mean by day. that? Is it on its way out? Well, the reason is, is because remember we were promised that we were going to stop the virus, which again is again medically impossible. You can't stop a virus, <laughs> right. um, but you know, Doctor Science could. So anyway, so um, so it, it's 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 finally mutated, which all viruses do. Again, viruses just like humans, and they get weaker, right? Natural laws, yeah. they become more infective, and they become less lethal. Because, uh, for example, Ebola no. is like a hundred percent lethal. And so it's really easy to control because everyone gets it, dies. Well, viruses 
can't replicate on their own. They have to invade a host. And so if you kill every one of your hosts, it's really easy to contain. So like the common cold, it infects everybody. Mm -hmm. And so even early on, I would, you know, my wife and I was also physician. We were laughing. Yeah, I got another 20 million people have the common cold. That's what basically what we're talking about. So, <laughs> so that's what Omicron adds. Fortunately, it looks like it's mutated uh, from the evidence from the United Kingdom South uh, from South Africa. And now even here, it looks like this is far less lethal because, again, remember, this was a manipulated virus yeah. um, um, uh, from uh, China. And so it was originally intended for bats, not for humans, but they adapted it so it could attack humans. So, wow. so, um, so what happened is it didn't mutate like because it was a manipulated virus. It's not a natural. It's not a natural virus. Um, <clears throat> it'd been doctor. That's that's what they call gain of function research, which you're talking about manipulated right. <laughs> right. By and, and doctor yeah. science had no pro, no no problem, <laughs> no part of that either. So so um, so which is again immoral and yeah. illegal. Um, and, uh, but yes, so we actually helped fund that. So, um, doctor, let me mention some real quick. Yeah. When I heard, uh, Fauci say that, you know, basically he is science. If yeah. you question that would be like any one of us, you know, pounding our chest and saying, I am Catholicism. You know yeah. how arrogant and, and, and prideful that is. I mean, th th this is a man that's just, uh, he struggles with narcissism without a doubt. Uh, and this is the highest paid employee of the federal government hired to protect us, but he's used his office and his power and his authority to weaponize medicine against us. Do you agree? Uh, and he's compromised medicine. And, and again, we got to remember, this is a spiritual battle. We're not really yeah. fighting Dr. Fauci. We're not fighting You're Biden. Right. We're fighting Satan. Satan's behind this. And again, it's Amen. all about the truth. Fauci can't speak the truth. He doesn't know how to speak the truth. Neither does Joe Biden know how to speak the truth. And so that's what we're fighting. And so we got to keep that in mind. We got to pray for these people. Because Amen. And again, that's how we know it's a spiritual battle because, you know, what are the signs of a spiritual battle? Is, are we hearing the truth? No. Nope. nope. <laughs> uh, are we hearing, uh, and we'll go through what the truths are about COVID in a minute, but yeah. are, is there an increase in bodily and spiritual death? Yep. <laughs> Um, you know, people are leaving the church uh, because, um, again, it's fear of death. What's happened is depression, suicide. Yes, Great we'll time. get into that, too. But again, yeah. the, the point of it is there's fear of death because we don't believe that there's a God, that Amen. God's in charge when we die. And so we're going to go into depth with that a lot in the second hour, too. But anyway, um, and then also, is there an inordinate fear, right? What does God say? Fear not. What's the most common phrase in the Bible? Be not afraid. Not, exactly. peace, peace be with you. Well, is there an inordinate fear? Yes. And and here's the beauty of fear is uh, chronic fear increases your um, cortisol levels, which depresses your immunity. Yep. And also during this, remember they said, stay in your house, don't go outside. Well, we found out that vitamin D, low vitamin D levels, which is the sunshine vitamin, uh, actually protects you, helps you fight off COVID. But we told people to stay inside, be very, very afraid. And guess what? The death rates started going up. So um, they've done a great job. And then again, <laughs> is there despair? Uh, uh, so the lockdowns to our children, and this we're going to focus really on our children because that's what they're really after. They're after the family. They're after our children. Um, is that um, the year over year from 2019 to 2020? Again, we see these people in the ER. 25 percent increase in suicides. Wow! And in mm. adolescent girls, 50 percent increase. 
because there's, we're social creatures. We can't be isolated. And what we should have done, and early on, I get it. We didn't know, it was, we thought it was going to kill everybody. I get it. But by, by the summertime, by 2020 summer, we knew that there were groups. And guess what the groups were? Elderly people. 80% of the deaths are in people over the age of 80. The other 20% of deaths are in people that have chronic diseases, including obesity. For some reason, obesity is a huge risk factor. We know diabetes is a huge risk factor, but we're not sure why diabetes. We understand. But so all these, you hear about the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds, yeah. they were not healthy 20, 30-year-olds. They weighed 300 pounds. And right. that's this virus for some reason, because again, it's not a naturally occurring virus. It attacks, it attacks, uh, there's something about obesity. And again, you do get depressed immunity um, with obesity. So, but we didn't ever hear that. If you t- If you take out all the, uh, all the uh, chronic illness, you know, like cancer, congestive heart failure, all, all that in children, not a one died of COVID. Can you repeat that? Because yeah. I think people were vaccinating all these kids and not one child died from COVID without having other without issues. other conditions. So kids that have a condition, mm-hmm. the vaccine's appropriate for them, yes. but, but, but not appropriate for the healthy children. Exactly. And so just like for adults, if you have a condition. So again, the statistic is under the age of 65, yeah. you're more likely to die in a car accident than you are of COVID. But again, we've <laughs> weaponized fear yep. and that's all we hear day and night. Exactly. So, so that's how we know, is there a division in hate? You know, do we now, we want the, vac- the unvaccinated to die. I mean, it's, it's, we've weaponized fear and hate. This is again, signs we're in a spiritual warfare. Amen. Jesse. Doctor, I want to congratulate you because it takes a lot of courage for somebody like you with a medical degree to to, to basically put your reputation on the line, but you stand, you stand with thousands of medical doctors around the world that are calling a, a, a cease to this, and you're calling the pandemic basically, that's it, a global crime. We have world dictatorships right now that are using fear against the average citizen in their country to control them, and it's good to hear medical doctors like you by the thousands are rising up and saying, this isn't science, this is politics. I just want to say kudos to you, doctor. Dr. French, before you respond, I want to remind everybody that we're going to have a second hour with you talking about that very topic about our children, and we're going to uh, have some videos being played on our second hour, which is the Bible with the Barbers. And for those who don't can't get it on their AM station, just download the free app, which is go to vmpr.org, because you're not going to want to miss the second hour when we get into the issue of our children and the vaccines. But before we do all of that, I know when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things you have about the truths about the real truth about COVID and how it applies to you, our family, all of us, and what has been uh, given to us that's not true and what is true. Let's separate the two, facts from fiction. Right, right. Jesse? You know, Doctor, uh, also I want to, it's not, to me, just on a spiritual thinking as a Catholic, thinking on the spiritual Mm -hmm. level, it's not a coincidence to me that these mRNA injections are targeting young men's hearts, and targeting young men's life-giving organs. This, to me, I, this oh, is yeah. a strategic, satanic attack. Uh, this is exactly life. what the devil wants to attack. He wants to attack a man's heart, uh, you know, and, and just fill his heart with, again, just the, uh, 
with with uh, just uh, debauchery and sin. And what is the attack with women? He wants women to misuse the reproductive organs and ultimately have abortions and stuff. So to me, it's not a coincidence that these mRNA injections attack a man's heart and attack a woman's life-giving organs, infertility, uh, early menopause. So I want you to comment about that. I, I, I see a nexus there, the spiritual with the actual biological. Yeah, so so we'll we'll talk about uh, the vaccinations and uh, why it's particularly worrisome for children. Because again, number one, they have um, no <clears throat> little or no risk unless they have another condition of dying from this. But they're the most subject to the long-term complications, which are autoimmune, and, and we'll get into a little bit of that because it's it's. It's a little bit complicated, but I'll try to simplify it in terms of what's going on. And, and back to your point, Jesse, about why it's attacking the heart. Um, just to give you a teaser, it's because when you inject this it into the muscle cells, then you're training the body's T-cells to attack other muscle cells. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's come back, folks. And again, we're going to have a second hour with the good Dr. French regarding the COVID vaccine and our children. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Dr. French is here. He's given us the truths about COVID from the facts and fiction and facts on it. Doctor, I'm all ears. What What do you want to tell us about the uh, truths about the vaccine and the truth about uh, COVID? Give us an a education here. All right, so I'll go through a quick list of uh, some of the truths and untruths. Yeah. So, so uh, number one, it is true that the mRNA vaccine does protect the uh, uh, the vulnerable mm-hmm. from getting serious disease, but it does not protect them from transmitting the disease. And we saw that with Delta, and we're seeing that with Omicron, mm-hmm. whereas natural immunity did. So natural immunity, so those people who recovered from a um, COVID infection had protection against serious illness, um, but also did not transmit the disease. And so despite what you hear on the news, what's going on with Omicron yes. is it's the vaccinated that are passing Omicron because there's been some studies <laughs> showing that the people who have vaccinated carry more virus viral load uh-huh. than those who have natural immunity. And so, but, but unfortunately with Omicron, so is, um, uh, so you, even those with natural immunity are passing uh, the virus. But again, both of those groups won't get serious disease. Is, is that why the statistics are showing in hospitals up in Canada and the United States where uh, you know fifty percent of the people that are hospitalized were vaccinated, is that why? Right. In, in some places, like in Australia, it's eighty-five percent. Oh my! God. Uh, and even boosted, because uh, again, it doesn't work, and, and we'll get into the reasons for that later. But it, so it doesn't work. It doesn't stop transmission. Does stop. Does stop. Um, you know, adverse uh, bad effects. But we now also have other treatments. And see, during this whole time, for now two years almost. We've never talked about treatments. Uh, it, it was always about vaccine. We've never treated a disease like that. It would be like for influenza. Okay, you get vaccinated, but then we don't treat you once you get the illness and you have a bad effect. It, it seems to me that, doctor, that the treatments, and Jesse, correct me on this, 
they haven't been. We've had to go outside the regular medical yeah. field to get uh, treatments. Now that's never happened in my lifetime. Never, never happened. And so, so that, again, that's again shows again we're not telling the truth about medicine. Yeah. So the other fact about uh, about the vaccines mm-hmm. is that it it it's put in the muscle cell, like I said. And, um, and why natural immunity, one of the reasons natural immunity is better is that the virus attacks through the nasal mucosa. That's why you lose your taste, uh, taste oh. and smell. And so, and so normally what happens with a natural infection, now what happens is we have what are called killer T cells and they're kind of like the boss of the immune system. Hmm. And so when they see a cell full of foreign protein, right, which is what the mRNA does and that's what the virus does, puts a bunch of foreign protein in a cell when the when the when the T cell sees that it kills it well so the with the vaccine because it's injected in the in the deltoid in the muscle it it's going to kill muscle cells ah. so it's being trained to kill muscle cells and that's why a lot of smart immunologists not as smart as Fauci, of course, but smart <laughs> immunologists uh, say that that may be why we're getting myocarditis in children because they have a robust immune system. The reason why the elderly have a problem with this is because your immune system degrades over time. It's, again, natural law. It's a second law of thermodynamics. Yep. So it's what we call aging. <laughs> and and Last time I children, children have a robust immune system. It wanes over time. And so that's why, so that's why they have a hyperimmune system. And so what we're worried about is you're training the T cells to now attack muscle cells and muscle cells are what make up your heart. Um, so that's probably what's going on. And that's why it's really dangerous to do this in children, because for adults, if you give a vaccine to an 80 year old, they don't have decades of it to develop an autoimmune disease. And mm-hmm. that's what myocarditis is. We also have other incidences of serious autoimmune diseases like multiple sclerosis and rheumatoid arthritis. Who knows what's going to happen? That's why it's dangerous to do this virus in young children who have almost a zero risk of dying uh, unless they have a uh, uh, other comorbid condition, including obesity. And, uh, and, but there's no benefit because there's they're not dying from it. So what's the benefit? And yet there's a risk. You could get myocarditis. We've had young athletes die right. from myocarditis and other clots and other things from the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So why would you do that? In medicine, we've always done what we call a risk-benefit analysis. Well, for yeah, if you're over the age of 65 and you have chronic medical disease, absolutely. Or if you have you know cancer or whatever, absolutely, get the vaccine. But for young children who are healthy and going to do well, no. And now particularly, this is why Omicron is going to end this, is because now it's milder. Because what's happened is that it's finally mutated to be less lethal. So the Delta was per- pretty much the same lethality as the original virus, mm-hmm. but was more infective. What, the, again, God's gift to us is, is this virus is finally now mutated to a less lethal form. It's even more infective than Delta, but it's less lethal because it's attacking the upper respiratory infection, uh, upper respiratory tract, i.e. like a common cold yeah. versus the lungs. People were dying with lung infections, and we're seeing that now in the hospitals. So people who got the Delta are still at risk for getting pneumonia and death, but people getting Omicron, unless, again, they have other serious conditions, are not really at risk. So what do you so, see for the future in the next couple of months? Do you think we're by the uh, by April that this will be a thing of the past, or do you think yeah. the summer? Well, let me well, let me ask the good doctor something. Mm-hmm. On top of what you just said, doctor, that it, it's, we have a weaker strain now, 
And also with the Supreme Court decision, I think this is the grace it's of gonna, God. It is grace yeah. of God, yes. Yeah, the absolutely. Supreme Court decision, mm-hmm. and then the fact that you're saying this is just this is just a, a, a weaker strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to be able to play games with us anymore. I mean, like they're doing right now. Right now, they're basically saying jump, and we say how high. They they don't got the Supreme Court on their side right. now. They don't have science on their side. So this is fee to, fee to complain, right? Right. And well, and also what's also happening too is the these do, these hospitals are shortage are having a shortage, mm-hmm. and and they're overcrowded. Yeah. Well, it's because because of the vaccine mandates. The doctors, a lot of doctors and nurses quit yeah. and moved out. And so they're short, short staffed. So what's happened, a lot of these hospitals are going around these mandates saying, hey, they're, they're catching the common cold. <laughs> They've been protected. They're not spreading it. Let's get them back to work. Yeah. And that, LA, they're they're, they're, so the smart hospitals, yep. the smart states. And so it really depends on, you know, if you live in a totalitarian state or you live in a non-totalitarian state. So, but people, you know, doctors are, you know, we, we want to help people. <laughs> and that's what's happening is now they're finding, okay, yeah, you're right. Maybe we should let you come back to work um, because a lot of doctors, they, they knew the risks. We knew the risk benefit of this. And a lot of doctors said, you know what, doesn't make sense for me, but that wasn't allowed. And so that's that's the downside of the decision from the Supreme Court. But you're right, Jesse, the, the, the more important decision, as Christine Niles uh, pointed out, is that this will help us with all these cases. And I'm involved in several of them because you got if you claim to follow science, let's follow science. Let's have a debate about science. One thing I wanted to ask you, Doc, is when we come back for the second hour on the Bible with the Barbers, for those who aren't going to be able to hear it on their AM station. Just download our app, virginmostpowerfulradio.org, or vmpr.org. But I want to ask you about what uh, you're doing with all these cases in New York, California, and for our children. This, to me, is very important. And I just want to confirm, I just, uh, earlier in the conversation, Jesse, uh, the good doctor talked about, and you talked about the bad effects that this is having on women who are pregnant uh, LifeSite News has got a story. No words can describe the pain mom shares after five days after her second Pfizer shot and her baby died. And this baby uh, was 36 weeks in gestation in the mother's womb. So it was, you know, it could survive. And she shares it. I don't want to share it now, but the point of it is this is happening. And I've heard, doctor, many doctors, even on Catholic radio, say that it's perfectly uh, safe to have your ma, your wife who's pregnant, get the vaccination. My question to you is, what advice would you give to our listeners who potentially might be pregnant? Would you tell them not to get the vaccination or would you tell them to get it? Well, that, that brings up the important point. What's happening with these mandates yes, I'm is, is it should be, you know, back in the Nuremberg trials, yeah. they said you cannot force people to take an experimental medication. That's right. And that's exactly what we're doing. Wow. So it really should be up to an individual yes. in consultation with his or her doctor right. making that decision. And that that person and that doctor can weigh the pros and cons, the risk benefit mm-hmm. ratio, you know, what is it is it a higher risk or, or is it a benefit? And let them make that decision. These should not be mandates. I mean, again, that's very totalitarianism. Yeah. But again, that again shows that there's higher powers behind this. Yeah, you this think is demonic. Oh, yeah. demonic to force this. And again, particularly for children who have, again, almost a zero <laughs> risk. And yet they're the ones suffering all the consequences, which are including 25% increase 
in suicides year over year, 50% in adolescent girls, 50% increase in suicide. So there's going to be far more deaths Collateral damage. from the from the lockdown, yep. the lack of social socialization yep. than there is from COVID in this age group, far more. In a sober time, 10 years from him, people are going to say, were these people nuts? Why didn't they change course? Why didn't they have a debate about what's the next step? You yeah. know, it's attributed to Einstein, but it, whether it's true or not, you know, the, the, the definition of a sanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Right. Well, that's what we've done with, the, you know, okay, more COVID, more vaccine. Where You're given the vaccine that's not working against Omicron. How is that going to help? And again, you can overload. There's actually been what's what's sad to me, me as a physician is that most of the honest research is coming from outside this country. It's just it's just incredible. Like in Sweden, yes, Nether- they, Nether- they, Netherlands. They, they, Tell us about Sweden because they never closed they, up. They ne- they never closed their schools. Mm-hmm. No children died. Not one. Not one. They never closed their school. There's several places. Hong Kong didn't. Yep. Uh, there's uh, lots of places that didn't follow this. What the Chinese, I mean, the Communist Party in China imposed what we're doing, basically. Yeah. Um, the only difference is they'd lock people in their homes and stuff, but but <laughs> that's really the only difference. So so I mean, it's just incredible that that we're you know again rather than having debate, we shut down debate. I mean, we've never had that. The the you know Dr. Malone, who was uh, in part of the inventor, and then Dr. Scott Atlas, who was in there the the, the uh, debate about what to do for the pandemic response. They've been shut out. That's right. Well, that's why we're not on YouTube, brother. That's exactly right. And when we come back, uh, you mentioned other treatments that we can use to help people regarding uh, the vaccine, well, regarding COVID and the variances of that. So when we come back, we'll get more with the good doctor. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Also, Dr. French has been with us, and he's going to be here the next hour on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. If you can't hear it on your station, just download our app or go to vmpr.org. You can hear everything on your phone or on your computer on our website. Doctor, you were, we were talking about treatments for people who are sick with the virus and how they can better... Uh, handle the situation what what advice would you give mom and dad who have you know kids that might be uh infected right now just commonsensical things we're looking terry, for. terry before the doctor mentions something yeah. just so the audience knows sure. the reason we trust this doctor yeah. is because as you hear him speak yeah you can see that his intellect is formed by his Catholic faith. Exactly. This is the per- this man is the perfect example, example Dr. French, of what St. John Paul II calls faith and reason. You're listening to a man yep. whose intellect is formed by his Catholic faith. That's right. It's also formed by, by, by science and reason. And look at the way he just interfaces both of these perfectly and this is what you get you get common sense you you get uh you get the truth and you get somebody who's a trustworthy source go ahead doctor sure thanks oh thanks so um i just wanted to go back for a second first though about again some pathophysiology because sure. you have to go back to again natural laws just yes. just he's talking about and you know god was the creator and so we follow those natural laws so um 
So our, our immune system is actually an incredible immune system and it has multiple parts to it. And so um, the reason that natural immunity is superior mm -hmm. and yet um, it's never discussed and we estimate that there may be 100 million people that have already been infected wow. uh, and recovered hmm. um, is, is that it's, like I said, number one, it starts where the, where the virus attacks. It starts in the nasal mucosa, but it involves T cells and B cells and there's antibodies. And as you know, what's happening with these vaccines is that the antibody titers go down mm -hmm. and it's the T cells then that are re, re, um, reactivating and attacking it. But what, what, again, they don't talk about is that even like people from the H1N1 that was uh, in... <clears throat> In the First World War, that pandemic Spanish flu, which killed millions of young people, that's one that really attacked young people. Mm -hmm. uh, they still had immunity in their 80s and 90s because wow. natural immunity is lifelong. Just want to repeat that. Yes. Lifelong. Now, again, if you have an autoimmune disease or you have you know cancer, things like that, that, that wipes it out, obviously. And again, your immune system wanes as you get older. But it, that's why this is going to end the pandemic because it's so weakened now. It's, yes. it's not as virulent. It doesn't cause the deaths. And so, so for Omicron, it's going to be just like the common cold. Wow. But, but the commonsensical things that are, um, are need to be done is vitamin D, sunshine. So there you go. Those people that don't live where there's a lot of sunshine, even in people that wear their sunshine, just take a vitamin D tablet. Vitamin C also boosts your immunity. Uh, exercise, mild exercise, so prevention. Obviously, you're not usually well enough to want to exercise, but but uh, exercise makes a big difference. Staying hydrated. There you go. And uh, an often forgotten thing is sleep. Yeah. <laughs> sleep is like, Rest. Is like yeah. the magic bullet for for uh, for almost all viruses yeah. is sleep to allow your immune system to amp up and get there. Uh, and so... Um, and then also for adults, you can't do this for children, but uh, baby aspirin, uh, because it's enteric coated, two to three tablets a couple times a day decreases viral replication. And so these are just common sense things. And we also have other, we're finding other drugs that are anti-inflammatory because what happens for the people that die, again, it's mainly for Delta and the original virus, they were dying, sometimes their immune system would get too uh, would over overreact, mm -hmm. and that's what we're really concerned about with children because it's called uh, ADE, antibody dependent enhancement, and and we've seen that with other uh, viruses like uh, the coronavirus, MERS, and all. So that's what we're concerned about with children. And again, they have a hyperimmune system, so they're susceptible to get that, and we do see that in children. Hmm. But what's happening with adults is that. Um, their immune system can get jacked up and that's when they fill up their lungs. But again, looks like so far, and it's holding true, that um, this is not attacking the lower respiratory system. You have to remember though, when you have a virus, just like when you get a common cold, it can depress your immune system and then you can get a secondary infection. So a lot of people that, you know, I treat people with have viral illnesses all the time. And so what happens is they then get, can get a secondary uh, pneumonia or something like that. But again, uh, for the vast majority of people, should easily be treated. Those are the common sense things. There are other medications you can use. Uh, there are medications, anti-inflammatory, like hydroxychloroquine works early on. So does ivermectin early mm -hmm. on. 
but once you get seriously ill, it's not going to help. Yeah. So um, there's, uh, and then again, monoclonal antibodies, which they should have had a huge supply of. I mean, that's what President Trump got. That's what a lot of people were saved by monoclonal antibodies. But yet, get, guess what? They just put money in vaccines. They didn't get the monoclonal antibodies. Oh my God. And so it's just, I mean, so there's there's people you know are, that are dying now because they don't have the monoclonal antibodies. And those really work. So. Dr. Dr. Terry, I, I, I believe that if a new administration comes in and if the Democrats lose the House and the Senate, I believe that uh, Fauci will be brought up on on, on criminal charges. Uh, that's my opinion. Yep, you're entitled. I, I, I believe that's going to happen. And I know that they've been talking about this for a long time, Bill Gates and Fauci. I'm quoting here Bill Gates in a TED Talk in 2010. He said this. Bill Gates. By the way, he doesn't have a medical degree, last I checked. He says the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really good job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Close quote. He stated that it's on YouTube. Yep, he stated yep. that in 2010. And so we have many people, powerful people, uh, uh, billionaire globalists that have this warped view that there's too many people on planet Earth. And it seems to me as if Fauci has bought into this as well. What say you? Well, I, I would say the following. Again, like I said from the beginning, um, we don't have to look at human motives. I think what's driving all this is is evil. I think Satan's driving yeah. this. And I think some people are knowingly complicit with it. I think, but I think that's a small percentage of people. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people that are just, you know, the media just gives one narrative. Um, they're just, they, they and they, they don't understand the science. They're not told the truth. So they're just following along. So I think that, again, I think you got to go back and look at, um, What's this is evil, right? What he's proposing is evil. Humans are the problem. Mm, yes. This environmentalism is we're a scourge on the planet, and yet mm -hmm. you know if you again read the Bible, <laughs> we you know we are created to you know to be the be stewards of yes. the planet, but yes. they've turned it into that Mother Earth is is the deity so i mean see when when you lose god you have to replace it with somebody else and that's you know that's what happened in the pagans that's where there was child guess what when christianity came around child sacrifice stopped guess what we're doing now child sacrifice we're back child, child sacrifice abortion is the sacrament of the devil yep. and this is all related to that because yeah. guess what they use to do the testing for the mrna and yet we have the technology we don't have to use fetal cells we have the technology it's been the last couple decades we have wonderful you can use adult stem, stem cells. cells you don't have to use but guess what we keep using it this is again purpose demonic yeah and again a lot of people don't realize it it's just it's it's pervaded and and again yeah when you have billions of dollars you think you're god i get that but but that's what's going on it's and they and and you think you have a lock on the truth like dr science there is no debate you know they're infallible but you know everybody else is fallible doctor for those who can't <laughs> listen to the next the second hour if they if they don't get our app our free app they can hear you talk more on this topic in the next hour by going to vmpr.org. What are you going to talk to us about in the second hour? 
so what we didn't really have time to cover today, we're, we're going to go in a little bit more detail, but we're really going to link the Bible uh, and, and, and our Catholic faith, as Jesse said, we're going to link that to this fear of death. God's in charge mm-hmm. of when we die. It's not Dr. Fauci. It's not Biden. It's not anybody. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we've lost faith because we've, you know, we've, and look what's happened. We, Church attendance has gone down. We're, yeah. you know, we're there's going to be a remnant left. We yep. have to rebuild. We have to educate people with the truth, and 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 that's what we that's what we're doing. We have to keep on. Jesse, doctor, I'm glad you're on our side. And again, uh, not only does does this doctor have a, uh, you know, his PhD, his earned PhD, he's also got a PhD in common sense. Amen. We don't hear many people talk like you, uh, and you're putting it out there. We really appreciate what you're doing for all of us, and we stand with you. And uh, we thank you that God has given you the intellect to be able to argue against uh, some of these paid liars and propagandists. Uh, God bless you and your family, doctor, and, and, uh, and keep fighting the good fight. Yeah. And I also want to let a pl- give you a plug, doctor. You're on the board uh, for a believing Jesuit. Can you tell us about your connection with Father? Well, so, I, again, I entered this because um, this I good. saw as an ER doctor— yeah. Uh, that our children were committing suicide, and my dad committed suicide. So I'm not a huge fan of suicide. Yeah, when I was 12, so so I noticed that there was this huge increase in suicide. And again, it's it's actually gotten worse with the pandemic, and I started saying, you know, gosh, there's got to be a solution to this. So I um, did what uh, you shouldn't do. You prayed to God to help you find a solution. <laughs> so so because I really I couldn't do it. Yep. So so uh, and so I went and saw the Shroud of Turin. Uh, cause I'd always heard about it and, um, and got all this information saying that it was, uh, uh, you know, a relic. It maybe could be real, but when you're there as an ER doctor, you see traumatized here's on the upper six microns of, uh, of a garment, yeah. uh, technology we don't have today. I mean, the, the evidence is overwhelming. There's the burial cloth of Jesus and it's actually the shroud of turn and he, God loves us so much. The shroud of turn is evidence of the resurrection. Um, and that's linked to the Eucharistic miracles. I mean, it all fits together because, again, God created the universe, so science will point to God. True science will, not fake science. It, um, so so that's how I ended up, and I ended up uh, getting connected with Father Spitzer. Doctor, you're going to be speaking here at the Sacred Heart Chapel on topics like that in February, and I want to encourage people that are in Southern California to come hear you speak on that topic. And Jess, I, uh, th- that's on the 25th of February. That's when you're going to be speaking here at the chapel. Uh, Jess, uh, your thoughts, final thoughts, and then what state should we be living in, brother? My final thoughts is that we're winning the war. Keep yep. fighting the good fight. The Amen. truth is on our side. The yep. Supreme Court rendered a good decision. We've got doctors like Dr. French. The science is on our side. Jesus is on our side. We have nothing to fear. Fear itself. Amen. Fear. Do not fear. Be not afraid. (laughs) Don't forget, Doctor will be on for the second hour. The way you can get that second hour only if you go and get the vmpr.org website, download the free app, and you'll hear the second hour talking about fear of death and also about how we can help our children reach them with the good news. Thanks again for joining us here. And for those who are staying for the second hour with the Bible with the Barbers, Go to vmpr.org.